Backchat Studios is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head to backchatpodcast.com.au to sign up as a patron and access all of our merch. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You cannot stop Well, we've got a special episode of the Backchat Basketball Show today. Uh, we have a special guest, but firstly, uh, we have a new show coming out every Wednesday. You can email us hello at backchatpodcast.com.au or write to us on Instagram, backchat underscore basketball. Now, we've got uh, a special, we, we have had a few athletes. We've had, um, we had coach, we had coach John Rilly. Um, who else have we had? Uh, Jacob Chance or another coach. So I think um, Anthony might be our first proper athlete other than Greg, who's retired. Um, it's Anthony, I'm going to, I really didn't want to pronounce the name wrong, D- uh, Drumick? Yeah, Drumick. Drumick, yes. It's a it spell, right. it, why isn't there a, a little letter in between oh, the... Oh, God, everyone the, asks this. Well, it's supposed to be Drumich, if you go oh, on proper. Drumich. Yeah. Drumich. Okay. But the, uh, Aussies can't roll the R, so we, we, we go with Drumick. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Okay, first thing we always ask every athlete, so we have the, the Backchat podcast as well that I um, host. And the first time, the first question we ask every athlete is what your greatest sporting achievement is. Now, I don't want to hear about, you know, rookie of the year, you know, scoring points in the NBL, any of that stuff, Boise, Broncos. It needs to be something off the basketball court. Now, I'll give you, I'll pad a bit for you and give you a bit of extra time to think. I um, was an elite cricketer in under 12s, um, took 5 for 16 in a grand final once, um, got a trophy for that, uh, got the game ball. That's probably the greatest thing I've ever done in sport. Uh, we lost that grand final, but I still, I was still there. Um, what about for you, Anthony? Anything that comes to mind? It can be athletics, anything. Like it can be a specific game, or no? You, you said yeah. you don't want to hear about college. Not, ba- so. not, bas- not basketball. I know you're a basketball. Oh. I don't really care about that stuff. I want, I want the other good stuff. Um, wow. I guess I think getting, uh, getting uh, not affiliate, becoming a partner on Twitch was pretty cool. That yes, was, that, was, that was pretty cool. I think it, I, I kind of shortcutted it, but still becoming a partner on Twitch was was pretty huge for me. So I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. That's a late esports. There you go. I think e-sports, you're a, the first guy <laughs> that probably said something in, in the esports world. But we've had other guys say they got like a lead in the play. I don't know how legit that is in terms of athletic ability. Uh, pigeon racing. Someone said they were <laughs> like a, a, a pigeon racer. So it doesn't matter. Esports. That's great. There we go. Um, now we do cover everything here, um, NBA, NBL. So we'll start with some NBA stuff. So um, I know you don't really follow the NBA closely, but is there a team that you would say that you would be your guys? I gotta say no, man. I just, I, I just watch. If I am watching, usually it's playoffs um, and finals. Uh, regular season, I don't, I don't really watch a ton. So uh, I guess whoever's hot at the time, I'll just, I'll go for them. <laughs> so you're a band, bandwagoner. That, that's 100% true. Hundred <laughs> percent bandwagon fan. 
I um I talk about the Dallas Mavericks a lot on this podcast because um, I've been a fan of them since the early thousands. And uh, today they had a good win against Utah Jazz. Luca and Kyrie has been the the point of contention because they joined forces um, in the Mavs after a big trade. And a lot of people thought it wouldn't work, but it's starting to do things. Anyways, we won't we won't harp on too much about the NBA because you don't really follow it. Um, let's talk Zade Cooks though because he is now just signed a two year deal to play at the Washington Wizards. Massive. How cool is that to see a, a guy in the league move up into the NBA? Awesome. I mean, just getting a straight-up contract like that to your deal, um, huge for, for him, first off, and then for the league as well. It's just showing that the league is is, is really growing at a rapid fa- uh, rapid pace and, um, yeah, becoming a real prominent league around the world. Yeah, because, I mean, guys go NBA draft and then they might get stashed in the NBL um, or they you know go into a G League team after college and, and break in like that. But to go playing NBL and then get a, a contract straight up is is pretty significant. Like, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I mean, that jump, I've you don't, you don't like you said, you don't really see it that often. So credit to him. Um, he had an, a fantastic season, um, MVP season, of course. Um, and, you know, the things he can do on the basketball court, not a lot of people can. So, um Credit to him, and yeah, hopefully uh, more guys can, can can follow in those footsteps. Yeah, what's your um, thoughts on the NBL being a pathway to the NBA? Do, do you think it's something that's becoming? Obviously, it is becoming more prominent, but um, is it viable? Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. We've seen it. You know, with the the next up program uh, coming in. What is it now? Four, five. Oh, we're going yeah. even like seven years now. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been going um, for a bit. Yeah, and it's I feel like every year it's getting it's getting bigger and better, and uh, you know more and more guys are coming over and, and taking that opportunity to play against grown men instead of uh, you know uh, going to college and and taking that pathway. So um, it's definitely viable. We've we've seen it we've seen it happen multiple times already. So I think it'll continue to to, to grow and, and yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you you just missed out on playing with Giddy um, at at Adelaide. You you'd moved on to Brisbane the year that he signed with Adelaide. When you were playing, I mean, you would have played against him on on the court. Could you just tell he was like a league league above everyone? Like because he's amazing. Like and he's doing crazy good things. Today he had seventeen assists, um, and this is against the best players in the world. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing that for me that was you know so big was. He was he was doing what he was doing in the NBL that first year, but he was so young, like he was 17, 18 years old, playing with grown men, and he just looked so poised and calm and like he belonged. So you knew that he would keep making those jumps as he as he matured. And of course, you know we see it now with him playing in the NBA. And you know, today's stat line pretty much showed it that he not only belongs, like he's he's a dominant player in the league. Yeah, he's going to sign a huge max contract, and yep. uh, and you know he might have one of those um, full circle careers where he comes back to the NBL late, late, and in, in uh, you know last years of of his uh, basketball days. But he'll be in the NBA for a very long time, and it's long exciting time. to see. Um, yeah, and he's he's so good. He's not just like a token Australian in the NBA; like he'll be top ten in the next few years. Like he's just insanely good. Yep. Um, let's talk, um, when you're speaking of college, let's talk a little bit about your career. So um, you signed with the Adelaide 36ers in 2016, but before that you were at uh, Boise, Boise in Boise Idaho, yep. Boise State for the Boise Broncos. Um, not boys is what I thought it was. Boise <laughs> just makes it that much more fun. Um, what was life in Idaho like? Uh, for me, I loved it. I love small, small city, small town, um, college town. Um, everything you needed was there, and you know, just being able to focus on basketball and getting better was was the priority for me. So it just made sense. Didn't need to go to a big city to do that. Um, and I think the year that I uh, signed on 
there was I think it was five or six seniors graduating. So just so much opportunity to come in and play right away, which is pretty much all I cared about. So yeah, what's life like a student as a student athlete? I um I went to VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Um, just for a semester, not as an athlete, purely as just a pleb that got a, an opportunity to go as um, uh, for a, like a foreign sort of exchange sort of thing. Um, and I like to go down the court and um, and play. You know, there's a lot of pick up there, and the student athletes are just kings. Is that was that what it was like for you when you were there playing pick up? Or well, you mean, I mean just, just being, being around sh- just oh, being around campus? Oh man, it was yeah, it was crazy because you know being a student athlete, being a basketball player, you already have that rep, I guess, on campus. And then, you know, uh, me along with Igor Hazemerovic, we were the two Aussies that went over that first year. And yeah, you're the two Aussies on campus. So it was it was pretty, pretty cool experience uh, to be a part of. Yeah. So you ended your time at Boise as uh, I hope this doesn't hurt or sting as the second, <laughs> second all time leading yeah, scorer. Yeah. Now that's, you know, if you just to say that that's elite, like that's a crazy good yeah. um, thing to hang your hat on the all-time second but you're only two points shy oh, yeah. of of leading of the all-time leader what was i was jacking threes like? the, i was jacking Were threes you? in the last minute yeah we are uh, colorado state uh conference conference tournament i think it was quarterfinals we, we was i think we were the high seed we should have won that game we ended up choking it and then yeah the last minute i was like oh my god i have to make this i have to make a shot and it just didn't fall um we were gonna play in like the uh not the main tournament maybe NIT or like CBI, just pretty much just so I could go get that done. But <laughs> I um, I don't know. I, I felt like I didn't want to just, I don't know. It felt like the team didn't want to do that and I didn't want to make everyone go play a game just so I could score two points just to get the thing, which <laughs> now looking back, I should have done. But, yeah, of um, course. But um, it is what it is. Sec- second all time is, is still amazing and um, I'm super proud of what I was able to achieve when I was over there, so... Yeah, for sure. I was looking at the stats and like the years that people achieve these things. It looks like a pretty safe and secure record for now. And, you know, unless obviously it's it eventually someone will come through and break it. Oh, but yeah. it's, it's not like every year people are just getting closer and closer. Like there's the people who are, are look like they're sort of third, fourth, had stopped playing years ago. So mm. you're safe for a little while, but little um, while. yeah. Very, while. it's pretty awesome achievement though. Second um, all time scorer. And I don't know if you saw. Um, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo recently he got the triple double by like throwing up a, a shot at the very end of I the. I did say this. Yeah. Yes. So they at rescinded. The they it, rescinded right? that rebound. Yeah, and um, so he didn't actually end up with the triple double. But I feel like it would have been um a little bit like that. You just sending a whole heap of players <laughs> just to score a few points to go all time leader. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't believe Giannis did that because he's not really that guy. But um, uh, who knows? Anyways, um, but so they took was, it back. They did, yeah. So I think because the rule states that a rebound can only be taken if there's a legitimate shot attempt, and oh, okay. they deemed that it wasn't legitimate. Um, oh. What do you think would happen if that was in the NBL? Like, would he cop it from from players? I don't know. I've always, I, I just don't. For me, I don't care about that stuff. Like that type of stuff, shooting at the end of games. Like I just, uh, it doesn't bother me. Like if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. Um, I mean, the shooting at the end of games is a whole different story with percentage, but um. Yeah, go get your triple double. I think I'd do it. <laughs> what, what about what about when a team's up by like eight and there's you know one possession left and they instead of dribbling it out they go and just get a cheeky layup? Are you okay with that? I'm 100 percent okay with that. I think <laughs> I, I mean we we've seen the percentage be such a big part of uh, the last couple seasons that there's, True. 
I don't, no one can, and I respect, I remember uh, Tyler Johnson was talking about, I respect him. I played against him in college, great player, but it's not the NBA. Like different rules over here. Go get, go get a yeah. bucket at the end of the game. That's true. We saw with the, with the Perth Wildcats and, and Melbourne um, this last season. Last possession, like yeah. Very last possession. So if someone did that through the season, that could have been the difference between making the playoffs or not. All right, I'm, I'm all in on that. I reckon yeah. score as many points as you can even to the last second. Um, what was your transition like out of out of Boise to the NBL? Was it something um, you always wanted to do, come back and play in the NBL? Or were you looking at the NBA? What was your process? Um, it was it was interesting. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just trying to play at the highest level that I could. Um, I actually got injured my senior year, had surgery. So then I had a red shirt, had my second senior year um and i had i had complications from that surgery for a, a long time which then bled into my nbl career which is a whole long story but um yeah i was just trying to play at the highest level i could and um you know i got the opportunity from from joey to, to come over to adelaide and, and and give it a crack and yeah that's kind of how, how it all started yeah what was your first impressions as a professional athlete um and then and working with joey as well um over at the sixes um it's it's legit like compared like, to college oh yeah it's it's a whole step up like people like it's your job now it's it's everyone everyone's in the gym every day everyone's like i know and i know in college people are working as well but it's a whole different level where yeah you're fighting for a job every year if you're not showing up and and and, and doing the things you need to be doing um it's yeah you're gonna you're gonna find yourself out of the league pretty quickly and um then the other thing was just the strength and, and playing against grown men is is it's a whole different like I can't, I can't even. I remember one of the early games. I ran into Pete, uh, Anthony Petrie on a drive, and he just like He's threw me boy. like I wasn't even there. And I was, <laughs> just yeah. threw me. I'm like, what is going on? These guys are so strong. So I think that is the step that um you know people face when they come over to, to play professionally, especially in in Australia for sure. Yeah, it's a lot more physical, a lot more, um, you know, big bodies getting in the paint and, and bashing down loads. You know, it is um, it is one of the good things definitely about the NBL, especially the for the transition into the NBA, like we've seen with um, one of the Ball brothers that came over. He got to, instead of going to college and play against kids, he would have been way better than anyway. You know, you, you're playing against men. And it doesn't matter if they're in the NBL or if they're in the NBA, like, men are you know in, in that league are strong yeah. and you you know there's still big bodies you have to get around you have to go up against so it is a steep learning curve for you though um you won rookie of the year in your first year in the league um did you i mean no one expects that but were you you know early days were you like oh man i'm actually here you know i actually feel like i belong I f- yeah look i don't think there was a ton of rookies that year i think i kind of uh just won that one there was actually a, a an instagram post that went up that if the rules got changed to what they are now with the uh, uh, oh, yeah. Bryce would have won it with like 23, 5, and 4, and I had like 7, 2, and 1 or something. So I'm pretty grateful that that wasn't in place then. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I had a good year. I, I think I started very slow, and that had a, had a big part to do with the injury. But then I kind of like um, just uh, carved myself out a role where I was actually contributing – to wins and like helping the team win so um yeah i think i yeah i think i deserved it and and, and, and earned it yeah i'm I, to be honest and look i won't make you say anything that's going to get you in trouble but i i can't stand the new rookie rule i reckon that is like i don't know why the nbl persist on changing things constantly in the awards area like it's so simple just keep it black and white instead there's like all these 
filters and rules that, that apply to people oh, winning yeah. awards. And it's confusing. <laughs> it is confusing as well. I remember um, when um, it was Lamello, right? Lamello that played in NBL or am I confusing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lamello Ball. So he he won Rookie of the Year and um, I – I know at the at the time the rule was if you play professionally sure. anywhere in the world you couldn't get rookie of the year and he'd played in Lithuania or something yep. um, as as a paid athlete and I wrote an email to the NBL asking why does um, Lamelo Ball get rookie of the year when he's played professionally and I never got a response and I asked a couple of people um, that I know work at the NBL on Twitter and I just got shafted like they didn't want any bar of it but it's because the rule was different they decided they wanted to give it to Alamelo Ball because it looked good. So, anyways, no, no um, comment. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, no, I still, no comment. I still want to jump. <laughs> that's all, that's all me saying that it's confusing and they change the rules as they please to to you know make the story look better. Anyways, that's not from you. That's from me. Um, <laughs> you spent four years with the Adelaide Thirty Sixes before moving on to Brisbane. What was that process like? Leaving you know the first franchise that you played for, the team that you know, you had an opportunity with to then go play at Brisbane. Um, how did that sort of play out and, and how did you deal with that? Yeah, it was interesting. I'd, I wanted to stay, to be honest. Uh, I tried to get that done, but, um, you know, that's that's professional sports. You, you don't always get to get to play where you want. Um, and then I'm very grateful to get the opportunity to go to Brisbane. Um, and honestly, it was pretty easy transition. There's so many of the guys who I've played with through juniors, uh, burst in college, was, were already mates with and all that. Um, we're on that team, so it made it very easy. And then Lamanis is such a great coach. He just, you know, I was able to just kind of mesh into the team pretty easily. Yeah. Where, where are you from originally? What state? Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay. So is there any part of you that's at the time wanted to go home? Like, has that been a thing for you wanting to do that? I mean, it would be good, but it, again, it's opportunity if, if that arises. You know, I don't yeah. think I've really had that opportunity to, uh, to, to go to a Melbourne team um, as of yet. So, yeah, it kind of it, it is what it is. Um, it would be cool to play, you know, in front of your family every week, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and your brother got to play in for the Southeast Melbourne. Was it Magic? Magic, yeah, Magic. Yeah, Magic and, and the Titans. Yeah, won won a, um, a championship with the um, with Southeast Melbourne. Um, what a what's that been like um, having a brother playing basketball as well? Did you guys go out a lot when you were younger? Did you um, do you play now? Like, does he still get around it? <laughs> Well, he's 14 years older than me, so we didn't really yeah. play a lot when we were younger. Um, yeah, right. but, uh, horribly unfair. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, no, but it was good for me um, when I was young, um, you know, coming up and uh, like going through my junior stuff, he was playing professionally. So being able to see him play and see what it takes to, to, to get to that level and just have someone I, you know, I could follow in his footsteps and, and take, all those, uh, take all those same steps. Um, so, yeah, I was very fortunate. Yeah, that's great. Um, what was it like then going back to Adelaide then after being in Brisbane for two years? Was that was that a weird was that weird like going back to where you started? Because um, I mean, two years is is not a long time. It's it probably feels really quick when you're in the moment yeah. um, to then go back to Adelaide where you are now. Um, not weird at all. Uh, I love Adelaide. I'm probably going to live in Adelaide when I retire. Um, literally one of my favorite places in Australia. So. Was nice. not weird at all. Uh, got a house here. Like everything kind of just worked out perfectly to, to come back. So I would say, yeah, not weird at all. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So were you living in the same, are you living in the same house that you were living in before you went to Brisbane or yep. did you move? No, nope, same house. Exactly. Oh, great. House. Yep. Rented, well, it was- to, rented it out to McVeigh when I left. Um, 
So it's uh, keep yeah. it in shape for you. That's it. That's it. The house okay in in order when you ah uh, yeah it? look it was okay yeah yeah there was some things but it's kept all right. a bond did you <laughs> keep a bond from of course of course um okay so uh greg hire who's on the pod um usually with me when he when he finds time when he's not coaching his son's basketball team or i don't know gallivanting around the country um wanted me to ask you about the second camp of the three by three um tournament where you almost he said in these are his words died. you almost died <laughs> um so you missed a flight what happened there yeah oh god i had i don't know what illness i had i had some like upper respiratory thing i just couldn't breathe and like those three on three camps are so intense that i pretty much call them wrestling like the first camp we went to i was like this is four days of wrestling um <laughs> so yeah tried to train that first that first uh that first session and just literally couldn't train couldn't breathe uh and i also did miss a flight which i don't know how i did but yeah like slept slept through a uh, oh, did it, did it cancelled. hang on i'm trying no, nah, the flight got cancelled. Okay, it wasn't my fault. The flight got cancelled, so it's all right. Right. Okay, so it wasn't you. Yeah, that's Maybe okay. It was What's... me. I don't know. I'm sticking to the cancelling. Yeah, it was cancelled. Yeah, that's fine. It got cancelled. What's the um the transition like from playing five on five to three on three? Because um it doesn't. I mean, it looks like half court version of basketball, but it's obviously not. Like, yeah. what's it like for you? I. I love it. Uh, and for me, it's easy, an easy transition. My, I feel like my game fits it pretty perfectly. Uh, I shoot threes, I shoot quick, and then I like driving to the basket really quick. So both of those work out. I'm pretty strong. I get after it. It just, you know, for me, it just works out. Obviously, you've got the rule changes and stuff that you, you need to learn, but yeah, I, I, yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah, nice. Is it, um, is it, is it more physical than, um, than regular basketball? 100%, without a doubt. It's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why is that? Because they play. It looks like from from the outside, and I haven't watched it, you know, too closely. But it looks like there's a lot of bigs playing. It's not like, you know, in basketball you have guards and and you know mid size and then a big. It's like it just feels like a lot of big men in there. Yeah, I feel like um, yeah, like a lot of a lot of tweeners are usually pretty good at um, yeah round three, like that three four. But they're also quick and they can they're athletic and they can get after it um yeah a couple fives are playing as well i don't know I, like i don't know the optimal setup for a three-on-three three team but um yeah you see a lot of different shapes and sizes on the court yeah what do you think of greg hire as a teammate you obviously play with him when when you know you didn't play at the wildcats but as a three-on-three three teammate any um any comment there well i didn't get the chance to go to com games and play with him but at the camp it was uh it was it was good um he is extremely physical um Sidebar, first time I played against uh, Perth, I remember Greg coming in for an offensive rebound, me trying to box him out, and then I was on the floor. So I was like, oh, my God, this man is incredibly strong. And he's thick, isn't he? He's so strong. And that was pretty much the, the, the next four years experiencing that. Every time versing Perth going, oh, God, i got to box out Greg Hire, please. <laughs> um, he loves an offensive board, doesn't he? He's... he's um. I like Greg's. Um, I've always been a fan of Greg's game. You know, he's not not a flashy player, but he's going to get in there and bang. Oh, it gets it done for sure. Gets no, it done. Great absolutely. teammate, willing, uh, willing screener. Like he helped yep. me. Um, like early on in the camp, I didn't know the plays and stuff. Like just saying, uh, like getting me open, getting getting screen screens for me, and uh, like really making me feel welcome on the team. So great experience. Yep. Great bloke. Yeah, nice. Um, all right, let's let's talk some NBL. Um, obviously, the grand finals are underway. It's a game of peace between the Breakers and the Sydney Kings. 
uh, game three is on Friday. How have you, have you been paying close attention or do you try to like just clear off basketball once you're done with it? I said I wasn't going to watch any games and I've watched, right. e- I've watched every game of the playoffs. So right. <laughs> I, I kind of fell back on that. Um, I think yeah, interesting. I, I find it super interesting how both away teams have, have kind of come away with one. I feel like Sydney came into that first one a little bit. No, I don't know how to explain it, but just they kind of didn't put their, their their will onto the game. And then that second one, uh, it was it was kind of like, man, if New Zealand can just knuckle down, play solid basketball with with the injuries that happened, they, they're going to come away 2-0 here. And then the series is kind of in their hands. But yep. they really let that one slip. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was. Um, you know, I feel like they didn't come out with the same sense of urgency they had in previous games. And then sloppy with the ball turnovers and all that. Um, yeah, it's, it's super interesting to see how game three is going to unfold. Yeah, what's what's your take? Who do you think comes away with it all? I think if Sydney, it, it, have they announced if Cooks and uh, Walton Jr. are back or no? I haven't seen that, but it's, I mean, game, so this is, we're recording. Oh, no, it is Wednesday today. I think I said to you before, it's Tuesday. Um, it's Wednesday today, so we've got a day and a half. I don't know if they announce the teams maybe till, till tomorrow. So yeah, they might probably tomorrow. Give a bit extra time. Well, if they're playing... Um, and if they're playing and Sydney come with the same defensive mindset and intensity as game two, I feel like they'll take the series. But I'm not <clears throat> I'm not riding off Modi and that crew over there because they, they've got some stuff going on and they're tough. So Yep. All right, pick a team. You you've no, sort of, I sit on the fence. Fence. you said if this oh. and if that happens, just, oh. just look, I'll go you know what? I'll go I think I gave someone else a different prediction, but I'm gonna go New Zealand because <laughs> my boy James Reed is over there as an assistant coach. So I'm gonna go right. with, I'm gonna go with New Zealand. All right, in 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 five, we'll go five. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll sure. go the distance. Nice close series. I I couldn't care less um, who wins out of either team. Yeah, I just wanted a close series, and so far it has been. It's been a really good series. Um, again, this might be something that you don't want to comment on because you're still in the league. But um, I've been hating this, and I went on about this last episode. You gonna say whole- the handshakes? Oh yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> I've talked talk. about it. I've talked about it. I it's hate so, it. I hate it's it. So fr- you're gonna, it's you're the worst. See in three games, it's like the worst. The end. It is the worst. Oh. I was reminded. Like I feel like every year I forget about it, and then I see it. I'm like, wait, why are they shaking hands? It's um, yeah. No, I. I what I was going to ask you about is this like Sydney Kings, um, PR campaign. This whole like it's us against the rest of Australia. Everyone hates on us. Everyone's sleeping on us. I don't think a single person is has thought that like Sydney aren't good enough to win at all. Like they're clearly the most dominant team in the league. Yeah. Is that like a thing that they just go, let's create, I don't know, hype around it and, and try and get more fans around us. I have no idea <laughs> okay. why this narrative has come up. Um, it, it is a thing, right? It's not it, just me. I mean, they've, they've, they've come out and talked about it. Fair enough. Whatever, whatever gets you going, man, if you need some extra motivation and that's going to, that's going to get you going. Sweet. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to comment on that because. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I feel like it's it's just something that they've thought like, let's do this to give us a bit of extra burn. You know, we're clearly the best team. You can't just go in super confident and go, yeah, we're going to win. We need a, some sort of narrative. Anyway, I, I've been, uh, it's frustrating because it's just like I see these tweets from people and it just. Well, it's, Perth, it's, the Perth and Sydney like hate slash yeah. rivalry is strong. Every time on Twitter I see someone talking about it, so. Yeah, I think I'm probably noticing it more because I, you know, I'm I'm in the the, yeah. the WA basketball community a bit, and I see, I don't know what it is. It's it's come back from, like, it feels like it started maybe three four seasons ago when Bogut was playing at Sydney, and what's the the COVID thing? 
Trevor Gleason. Right. Yeah, so there was that. And then the COVID championship where like they didn't want to come to Perth and play and then Perth got given the championship and, you know, it's it's been building and, and um, you know, it's it's just um, I feel like there's a bit of fake um, fake hate going around to try give them some extra burn. But anyways, that's that's my take on the situation. You know, I'm not going to get you in trouble with um, Paul Smith or, or <laughs> yeah, anything like no. that at the Sydney, no. <laughs> Sydney Brass. Um, okay, a couple of questions to finish up and um, I'll let you go. So this one is coming from Nick Tan, uh, 77 on Instagram. Uh, it says the NBL dabbled in Twitch a few seasons ago. Um, that's when they're putting the free games up on Twitch. Yep. Um, but has since abandoned it. Do you think the NBL is missing out on an opportunity to have a presence there? Well, I loved it when it was on, on Twitch because I was I co-streamed a bunch of the games. Um, so yeah, that, true. That was, that was fun. Um, I don't know what the rules are with like rights and copyright and whatever. So yeah, I don't yeah. know how that would work. But yeah, I think it's definitely a missed opportunity because you just get such a... I guess unique uh, market that you can tap into um and there was a decent amount of people watching on twitch back in back in the day or a couple of years ago so totally I, yeah. I watched i definitely watched games on there like it was great because you could get on the chat and you could talk shit and oh you my know, god the chat the, was insane <laughs> the chat was not it wasn't um it wasn't great chat it was just a lot of well, hurling twi- shit at one chat, another so it's twitch chat twitch yeah chat, that's so, right yeah. um all right so yeah i mean that is yeah i think it would be cool to see it back on Twitch, but obviously, you know, they've got KO deal now. Yeah, the so they're probably, in, yeah. um, that probably brings in more money than the Twitch thing, to be honest. Just a bit. Um, this is from uh, Jacinta underscore Govind. Probably said that wrong. Um, have you found a suitable alternative to paper straws yet? Um, oh, so you, um, I don't see you pop up on Twitter very often, and that's not like a dig at you. It just no, yeah. seems to be I a big take breaks. Guy. I take big you breaks. Take breaks. And you tweeted, I don't know, a month and a half ago saying that paper straws are basically the bane of your existence yep. and you can't and they, live they with are. them. They're oh. disgusting. They crumble, they fall, they you don't get the drinks. Exactly. So um, you got, it went, I mean, I'd say it pretty, went vi- pretty much went viral in terms of it was like- articles. Yeah, there was articles. You know you're onto something when um, news.com.au grab a hold of a tweet and, and write a whole article based on it. Um, I'm with you. Hate the paper straw. Hate the wooden fork, the wooden spoon. When it's sliding on my lips as I eat something, the feeling of wooden cutlery is disgusting. <laughs> so I'm all for, you know, sustainability. We need to stop using plastic. But I don't know. Have you? What's What do you do now when you see a paper straw? Do you I'm- just go... Straight, straight on the guzzle. Nah, and I still use just one. use it. I just buried my head in the sand and said, "I'm not. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go and buy a metal straw. I'm just. I'm not gonna do it. I'm okay. not pulling out a metal straw at the <laughs> movies, at, like out of my little case. Like I'm just not doing <laughs> that. Like that's that's not part yeah. of the experience. I want to be able to just because I'm talking about Coke slushies at at the movies now, right? Like I yes. literally have to get ten paper straws and just keep substituting them out because by yeah. the end. After five minutes, it's just anyway. We're not going to go into this. No, I haven't. Right. Fa- I, w- I haven't found a, a replacement, but yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's any, spons- any sponsors out there that listen to this that want to send uh, you some a, a metal straw, maybe right. like a, a co-branded thing, maybe you could be <laughs> like um, ambassador for for metal straws. Maybe if they made one where you could like squeeze it all the way down, like a spring-loaded one, and it just Pop fits it as like up. a little little coin in your pocket or something. That'd I don't work. know. Maybe I just invented something. Wow. Um, Get on it. Last question from Jacko.McDonald. Uh, what's it like playing for the greatest franchise in NBL history, the Perth Bandits? Oh, now, yes. 
Now, I know uh, you, you got a bit great. of merch from the Perth Bandits, which is pretty rare to come across. You know, yeah. only special people do get it. How did that all come about? Tell us about the Perth Bandits. I, I just, early on, I was pumping it up on Twitter, I think, just uh, <laughs> meme it. I think it was the first, uh, when I was signing with um, Brisbane the first time. I was, I, I mean, I love memeing, right? So I was memeing yeah. that I signed a $70 million deal or something with the Perth Bandits and <laughs> I got a bit of traction with them and then yeah they, they've been sending me shirts I, I literally in in brisbane i wore those shirts every day because it's so hot over there <laughs> i just wore a jer- different jersey every day the yep. best the best yeah there you go so one of the inaugural members of the perth bandits um you know maybe if they do enter the um the nbl as an expanded franchise there are talks around that at the moment the 10th team or whatever sign me Sign you. <laughs> I'll take that 70 mil too, if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they've got plenty of coin. All right. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, this is not you, Anthony. You can you can just message me on Twitter or whatever. But uh, anyone that's listening, Instagram, uh, backchat underscore basketball, or you can email us, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Um, uh, what's your how, – how's your um, off-season looking? Any any big plans, any, um, any travel or anything like that coming up? Uh, just playing NBL one, uh, actually going to Melbourne next week for, uh, getting my son baptized, um, going on a trip a bit later in, in the off season to, to New Zealand that we put off three times due to COVID. Um, other than that, just chilling in Adelaide and just playing, trying, trying to get good at basketball. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can try and get good at basketball, maybe I can too. I might get, um, get some shots up, but, uh, thanks for joining us and, uh, we'll chat to you next week. No worries. Thanks. 